You're listening to the Mentors for Military podcast with your hosts, Robert Gowan, Rudy Lindsay, Mike Pritz, and Kat Kalin. The difference between structure and routines, you know, I mean, structure is really overall in your lifestyle, but a routine is something that you establish that helps you manage time, something that helps you get more time, more hours, more accomplished during the day than you would otherwise. And I was reading this article this past weekend, and um, I'll try and find it and send it to you guys. But basically what they did is they, they studied two different people before and after changing a routine. Uh, the first one was a woman who was homeschooling her children. She would wake up at about 7 o'clock in the morning, make breakfast for her kids. She would do homeschooling from, I think it was uh, 8.30 or so till about 2 in the afternoon. Uh, then she would put the kids off into to playtime, and then she would try to relax a little bit, uh, get a little bit of time personally for herself before she had to start dinner. Her husband would come home. And then they would have a family time together. They'd watch some TV and they'd go to bed after watching the news at about 10 p.m. at night. So from about 7 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock in the evening, she had really very little time for herself. And what she wanted to do, she wanted to start an exercise program. She wanted to start doing some personal reading. And the only way that she could do that is by maximizing the amount of time that she wasn't using, which was the time she was spending in bed. So kind of like that article we were, we were uh, commenting on a while back about getting up early. Uh, that's what she did. She she backed up her time from waking up at 7 or 7.30 to make breakfast for her children to about 6 o'clock in the morning. And she backed up her time going to bed from 10 o'clock at night to 9 o'clock at night. So one simple change in her routine gave her the extra amount of hours in the morning before her children got up and had to start breakfast and homeschooling and parenting. She was able to focus that time into a routine on her. She was working out every morning uh, on a fitness plan, which is something she'd wanted to do. And after a fitness plan, she went into reading, uh, which is some, you know, just a personal goal, just knocking out some some personal books, some personal reading that she wanted to do. So by altering the routine that she had established and putting hours in the day for something that she wanted to accomplish, that that was how she affected her routine to to uh, achieve some sort of a goal. And I think you can apply that to just about anything. You guys know what I do. Uh, I, I, I'm an advocate of waking up very early. I woke up about a quarter till five this morning. And my routine is that I get up in the morning, I have coffee by the fireplace, or I sit outside. It's been so nice lately. We've been sitting outside. Uh, I have a little bit of personal time to do reading in the morning when I do that. And then I go right into a workout. If I don't do that in the morning before about 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning, it's not going to happen. Too many things come up during the, during the day. I'm just just like yesterday with a podcast, you know, I, I got focused on other things and I was away from home and, and I, I, I couldn't get back because so many things come up during the day that take our time away from us. So you've got to establish, and I don't care where it is. For me, it's, at, it's five o'clock in the morning. I don't care where it is, but you have to establish a period of time that you can put the tasks into uh, uh, that period of time that you need to accomplish before anything else for the day. Green, especially like with parenting because as everyone knows I have three small daughters and one is just in school so I have the two little ones with me all the time and with them especially like emotional I feel like most of my day is so scattered because I'm either cleaning or I'm trying to take care of stuff or groceries or just doing like the household duties where I'm not I don't actually get time with them like to enjoy with them so I agree completely like allotting like staying on task whether you know, and giving yourself a little break sometimes when it comes to like, okay, maybe not all the laundry's done, but this is the time that you were going to do the laundry or whatever, the clean, do the chores or whatever. But now 
you're going to take this time like for yourself or for your children and focus on them or focus on yourself, like your reading time or the play time. So you don't get so, I guess, scatterbrained. And then you actually feel like, you know, guilty because you feel like you're neglecting them or your family or whatever. So I think with every, a lot of time you want to complete those tasks. Like you, that is your, your end goal, but ultimately life is life and things happen. Like you said, so giving yourself a break and not getting being so hard on yourself, I think is really important to actually be able to stick with your schedule and, and, and enjoy the time that you get that is made for you or your family. Time management is one of those things that while I was a leader, in the private sector especially, I had a lot of subordinates that struggled with time management issues. Everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day. It's how we make use of those 24 hours of whether or not we're going to be really effective. So you have to learn how to evaluate what it is that you have on your schedule. And I typically did that in the morning, much like what you're talking about, Mike, where I'd sit down either the day before or the day of, and start planning out what it is that I'm going to do as a schedule to maximize my impact and and maintain focus and to also motivate myself like you're talking about. But then what you do is you can prioritize those things if you have some flexibility and control there. Mind you, you may have conference calls, meetings that you have to go to, or those types of things that are mandated that take up specific allotments of time. But if you have more control over that schedule and those off hours and those periods where you're not doing that, then it's up to you to try to prioritize those events as well so that you maximize that impact. You you try to figure out, well, if I accomplish this, I can probably then have more time to do that later. So it's really about controlling and creating good time management skills. Yeah, so how do you do that, Robert? I mean, you think we're talking a little bit about routines and what we like to set up to to allow ourselves to maximize that amount of time. But what do people really do when they get into work? The first thing, they probably turn on their computer and check their email, which is a huge time waster. Um, I mean, if you think about it, Certainly, you have to have time set aside to answer emails, but people spend a lot of time in front of a computer at work answering emails, waiting on a response to come back that probably could have been taken care of with a simple phone call. Uh, If you picked up the phone, made a two-minute phone call, you might have taken care of an issue that has just saved you an amount of time in the morning by drafting an email, editing, revising, thinking about what you're going to say and how you say it because the interpersonal nature of email can, you know, construe the wrong message. Where in a phone call, you could have knocked that out very quickly and been on to the next task. So look at what people do when they sit down to work. And what they've done is they've, they have, whether they admit it or not, or they've established a routine. If I come into work and I sit down and I, I'm going to say it, waste my time answering four or five emails, or if I do it at home first thing in the morning, uh, or, you know, God forbid, I turn on Facebook, which, you know, the next thing you know, it's noon. If you spent that much time seeing what's going on in, in the world of social media. Um, and, you know, we all have multiple social media accounts. If you do those things first thing in the morning or first when you get to work, look, look at the amount of time you're actually wasting. Set a clock. I, I agree. I, I And I think that that's what a lot of people do. You're exactly right. And then what they do is even using those types of electronic format like email or social media, especially with email, they don't have a structured environment within the actual email account. So what they're doing is they're seeing that 
you know, I've, I've had people tell me I've got 145 emails. Well, okay, if you've got that many emails, then what's happening is either you've probably, I would venture to say, given your email out to a lot of the, you know, organizations or job headhunter recruiters or magazines, publications or whatever that are sending you emails, you've told your subordinates that you want to be so engaged, copy me on everything, or you're engaged in an environment where it's copy all when they respond back or reply all on emails. So you've got to first manage that aspect of it. And then right. within the emails and those types of things, you've got to do the same type of thing and build a structure so that it doesn't manage you. It's, it's either going to be you're managing your time or somebody's managing it for you. And I, I think you guys have heard me talk about this before. I'm, I'm a huge advocate of using the term task management as opposed to time management. If you try to manage time, eventually you're going to run out of it. You do a Google search on time management, you're going to get a half a million hits on people that are trying to tell you one method or another of how to you know, maximize or manage the amount of time you have in a day. But that doesn't help you establish priorities for accomplishing tasks. So if you if you come into work or even in your personal life, if you've got, you know, what Kat's talking about, she's got laundry, she wants to play with the kids, uh, she's got one she's got to get to school, there are certain tasks that have to be accomplished every day. If you prioritize those tasks to what's most important in your life, well, that's where you start establishing the routine to accomplish those tasks, particularly on a personal level. Work is a little bit more structured, and obviously you have more uh, work-related tasks that you have to do. But if you worry about it from the aspect of managing the tasks, uh, just like establishing priorities you know, when you're doing a mission analysis or when you're conducting a, a military operation, there are certain things you have to accomplish in order to be successful on that mission. Uh, if you establish your personal tasks in the same way and you just accomplish them sequentially, I think you'll feel a little bit better about how you're managing your time. If you look back, you'll see that you've got more tasks done than had you worried about time all day. If you have one schedule too, that's another thing that's important, that if you're going to create a schedule and you're going to want to try to manage your time, you can't have one on a phone, one on a computer, one on your iPad, and have three different schedules that you're trying to manage. They ought, they have to either be synced or you decide that one of those forms of creating schedule is what you're going to use and it could be your phone or your computer or whatever have you and stick to that as being the primary place that you run your schedule from so when you start managing your day and setting up the course of it you also set up any type of conversations or discussions that you've had and try to place your notes and all of that within that same location so that when you start thinking of things that you need to do because you refer back to your notes, you're not hunting all over for posted notes, pieces of paper, or another form of communication like the iPad or, or something like that for you to try to hunt that down. It's all located in the same place so that you can then start setting up that time. Spend at least, you know, 50% of your time engaged in, in thoughts and activities and conversations like you're talking about. And then you got to also make sure that you schedule some time for interruptions. You know, I I can tell you that I used to do what's called drive-bys with my boss. And I used to mention that to them and say, all right, you know, they are you open to that? Are you open to me going and doing a drive-by? And really what that meant was there's going to be times where there's going to be something that's going to be important. I'd love to talk about at the moment. If you got a moment free, I'd love to knock on your door or stop by your cube or whatever and say, hey, listen, I got something I want to run by you. You've got to plan then as a leader those interruptions. 
you got to plan to be pulled away from what it is that you're doing because something's going to take the priority away from what you've established. And so if you plan for that, then it may not be that you can make the time and the schedule for what it was that you had within your calendar, but you might be able to readjust and fire and move that to a later time of your day. Just as like in the professional side, it's so it's so important for your emotional well-being and psychologically because one thing as simple as just maintaining a routine, especially for soldiers or just anybody coming out of the military, they they feel like, oh, you know, I'm out. I don't have to have that strict you know, schedule anymore. I don't have to wake up at four, but then they start to get, become depressed and they, you know, they can't control their emotions or they can't, they start to feed into, you know, the chaos of the world and they, they don't know how to adapt. And I think that's why even a lot of guys that come back from deployments, especially I've seen on the reserve side, we come back from having to be held accountable for an entire year than coming back and just being completely dropped off and like, Hey, you're on your own now. So you have to reestablish a schedule and a routine that, you know, can keep you functional and you don't, you don't start to slip into these emotional and psychological like depression or anxiety. You don't feed into that because you have kept that schedule and you do keep yourself busy. So you don't think about, you know, everything doesn't get all chaotic because I've seen it a lot and I've felt it myself. It's like, if I could just keep this schedule, I feel like I would be more accomplished in life. Well, and you've got to be prepared, like I said, for interruptions, because if you are somebody that creates a structure like you're talking about and you can't deal with interruptions, you can't deal with changes to that, then then you're going to struggle. That anxiety and all that's going to come back as well. It's probably going to be high anxiety because then you feel like you're losing control. So you, you've got to maintain some level of flexibility, but I totally agree. You've got to have a schedule and it doesn't have to be, you know, in a calendar where, you know, at, at you know, four o'clock, I'm going to wake up at six o'clock. I'm going to drink my coffee at seven o'clock. I'm going to look at my email at eight o'clock. It doesn't have to be like that, but just block off things like maybe you call it personal time. I'm going to do personal time, uh, which includes exercise. And it's going to be this period. And my personal time includes my exercise, my coffee, checking, maybe some emails to see if there's anything I need to schedule for today's calendar that I didn't already have on there, uh, any meetings I need to do or whatever. And then I'm going to dive right into this meeting or, you know, what And you have this schedule kind of set up with the main entities that you or main elements that you want to focus on for the day, then block off and leave blanks within there knowing that you may have to shuffle some things around. Again, you may work in an environment where people control your time, but then you've got to gain some of that back. And I can't tell you how many times too I told leaders that worked for me how important it is to block off time out of their day and to find time through the week to block off maybe a three or four hour block for doing their own education, working on whether it's self-improvement, learning a new management technique, learning about something within their occupation of what they do, whatever it is, get that center again. And it's not that it's taking time away from your work. I wanted them to do that as a leader because then that's going to make them much more balanced and effective in the workplace because whatever they're learning is probably going to apply to what it is that we're doing within the workplace. And they're going to bring that back into the fold and they feel a lot more refreshed. And there is always in most uh, companies educational opportunities where you can take new online classes and those types of things in your free time. Use that block of time to gain that additional knowledge. So there's, there's again, it's controlling it and controlling to place your time within as well. 
You know, there's really two categories of people in the military. One that that really responds well to the military structure, and uh, those of us that have spent a lot a lot of time in the military, uh, 10, 20, 30 years, I think you become accustomed to that. Uh, so that your early morning routine and sometimes late nights is it pretty standard. Uh, and then there's another category of person who doesn't respond well to structure at all, and they probably aren't as successful or have stayed in the military as long. So I think that those of us who, who have made it a career or, or at least a long-term investment, um, we respond well to that, that type of, of structure and lifestyle and routines. And to, to, you know, to go back to something you said earlier, Kat, you know, when, when somebody gets out, comes off of a deployment, and then they, they let that routine go, um, and they, they then fall into, I, I think you said a lot of them are falling into depression. You know, part of the problem is that they've let go of something that they're, they're familiar with. I'm reading a book right now by um, Marty Seligman called Learned Optimism. And, and essentially, you know, what, what, we, what we talk about when people allow themselves, and I know it's not everybody because there's chemical imbalances that cause depression, but when, when people allow themselves to fall into depression for a reason, just like you've stated, well, Kat, they've taught themselves to be depressed. They've taken something out of their lives that's that's normal, that's structured, and that provided them some grounding, and they've changed it. And whether they're just sleeping in late or they're, they're floundering and they're not pursuing anything intellectually or uh, physically or, or anything just to keep them inspired – well, then it's it's kind of natural that they would they would teach themselves to be a little bit down. But the, the good thing about that is you can easily reverse it. Learned optimism is about teaching yourself to come out of those those types of, of mental uh, games that you play with yourself. So why not if if you if you're a former military service member and you found yourself kind of floundering and you don't have a routine, why not revert back to what worked when you were in the military? I mean, you know, we all have PT formation at 6 or 6.30 in the morning. We work out for about an hour. We've got personal time after that. Another formation at 9 a.m. usually that gets a, a work call going. And we do that so that we can control a large number of people to be at the right time, at the right place, doing the right thing and accomplishing tasks together. Uh, but you can do that personally and individually for yourself. And I, I kind of described my routine earlier that works for me. It may not work for you, Kat. You may have something completely different that you need to accomplish. It it may be during the day when the kids are taking a nap or later in the evening. But for me, it works uh, just like it has for so many years in the military. I maximize the amount of time before I have to do anything uh, than after. And that hasn't changed since I've retired. I, I think that uh, you know the task list changes. I, I do a lot more around the house. I do a lot more with my grandkids because I've allowed myself a, a year to, to do that stuff. But my personal things that I like to accomplish still happen at the same time frame in the morning. People, if, if it's not a chemical imbalance or if it is, they allow themselves to dip farther into the depression. And I am completely guilty for that, especially coming back from my first deployment where I fed into it. There was an instance when, you know, you can't sleep away the rest of your life. And I had this moment of clarity where I was like, this has got to stop. And I have got to get back to my roots, which, you know, you learn from being on active duty or um, when you were deployed. And I, I took what I enjoyed, the structure wise, what worked for me and implemented it into my life, allowing, not being so strict on myself, because I do have children that can just 
throw a you know a wrench into the mix but it allowed me to be like you said you you become more optimistic you feel like you can accomplish goals and that you don't feed into those emotional distresses and i think that's so important especially for people that may be suffering with you know mental issues is that don't feed into it because it's so easy to fall into this dark you know hole where it's comfortable and that's you know being you know, sleeping all day and not keeping yourself accountable is just going to make things worse, but you're going to continue to go down that rabbit hole and it's going to be harder to get out. But every day you make small tasks and you complete them, like just staying on schedule or waking up at the same time or working out or just some, doing something that you enjoy will help you grow and keep you out of that, that depressing hole that you, you have fallen into. So, and for me, it's been, it's, helped me a lot, especially with how I feel and how I react towards my kids. Cause I mean, you know how small kids are, they can drive you crazy, but you, you feel better and you are more optimistic and about the outcome of your life and that you can contribute to society again. So let's face it. We all know that the work lifestyle in most places is quite frantic. There's always a new interruption every few minutes. It feels like there's no time to stop and organize at all. And in some cases, people feel like the time management techniques that they were taught just aren't working. You know, what you really find is that a lot of workers spend their days in a state of constant distraction and task switching. So they go from perpetual stress, you know, being busy instead of productive. So it really takes a toll on the quality of work around them as well. They're not really able to keep their mind focused probably at the task at hand, whether they're in a business meeting, they're on a phone call, or even having to do a specific project before they can get engaged to the next thing. So what you've really got to do is get clarity around the roles and priorities rather than specific tasks, attention to management skills rather than time management skills, and a comprehensive workflow management system. And some people can use that, like we talked about using a specific tool such as a calendar or something like that. I've seen people actually do this by using an Excel spreadsheet. Matter of fact, they they ran it sort of like a project where they they came up with what are the things that they want to do and help them prioritizing and all that. You certainly don't want to get in a rut and you want to make sure that you do have some kind of uh, routine so that you don't start feeling overwhelmed, feeling depressed, anxiety, and those types of things because it's not structured. But also, you don't want to try to account for every hour of your day also. We're not saying that. We, I'm not recommending that you go in there and go, okay, I, these 24 hours, I'm going to sleep over these six hours. and I'm. Gonna, that's not what we want you to do. I mean, we... I think, though, what we are talking about is that you do need to have a routine and you do need to have good time management skills in a way so that it doesn't control you. You and you control it. Hey, I want to I want to yeah. share something real quick. You you talking, Robert, about needing a setting aside time to think uh, maybe maybe think of something. And so I want to share something. one of the general officers I used to work for told me a long time ago, uh, and it's about leaders specifically. And he, he has several things that he believed that leaders have to do every day. And I'll try to tie this back into to what you were just talking about. But first thing we've all talked about, I, I certainly harp on is exercise every day. Eat healthy, um, sleep six to eight hours a day. That's kind of a given. Read every day, something that I advocate, uh, reading something outside 
of what you're working on. Or Facebook uh, if, or uh, Twitter. Those aren't called reading. No, that's yeah. not reading. That's that's not reading. That's mindless <laughs> drivel. But if, if you like if you're working on school or if you've got specific things that you work on at work, read something different, something inspiring, something that gets your mind, you know, centered on something else. Uh, spend time with family. But the last thing is set aside time to think every day. You know, if you don't, you're going to have these ideas pop into your head that keep you awake at night. You're going to have ideas that pop into your head that that will take up time and it will waste time when you should be spending it on something else. When you sit down to, to, to accomplish a task on your task list, you should be able to focus on that single task or, or sequentially however many you've got to do until those tasks are accomplished. But if you've got ideas and if you've got, you know, just just thoughts running around, man, you need to take time out of your day to think. Maybe write in a journal. I mean, I know, I know a lot of guys who catalog their thoughts uh, just about what they're doing or about what they've been doing or, or about things that they want to accomplish. They catalog those thoughts in a journal and kind of helps them chart a course. Uh, but if you're not spending time thinking about whatever it is, and it could be it could be family issues, it could be you know educational issues, it could be stuff going on at work, it could be just something you want to do in the future and, and some goal setting that you're, you're thinking about. Man, that kind of stuff wakes me up in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning and then I can't get back to sleep. So I try to do that as well. I try to set a time every day where I just, you know, sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's longer, but uh, where you can just think and jot down some ideas and stuff you need to be working on. I love the goal setting piece that you just talked about because a lot of people don't really think about that as part of their time management and schedule. But if you're working towards goals, and I'm talking personal goals or professional goals that you've created that you want to expand upon, then take that time to make sure you're tracking towards it, that when a new idea pops in your head uh, that may take you down a different path or change the plan that you had, that's all great. You're writing those things down. I also keep a journal. I think a personal journal is very helpful for the mind, and it also allows you to, as you just did, reference back those things that popped in your head or that somebody shared with you at some moment that you can go back to and help pull you back into or out of the rut that perhaps you've gotten into. You know, it helps you pull you back into that reality moment or, you know, hey, God, I, I need to get back focused on this because, you know, this jarred my memory. Uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, it, it makes like your creativity sparks again. That's And that's one thing because I have a terrible memory. And you know, I, I drive my kids all around and it's like, I come up with these ideas when I'm driving, I'm like, Oh, I need to jot that down and jot that down. So, and one thing I think is really important is if you do write down your ideas or just anything that deal, it doesn't even have to deal with work or just passions or goals is that when you do come back to it, you can go in depth and actually expand on it instead of being completely reactive and going and impulsive. And I think that's what happens a lot of times too, is that you get so excited about something that you just have to do it now. And it's important. Like if you go and you write it down and you actually plan it out and prepare for it and keep that excitement going and not just for that moment, then I think you'd be a lot more satisfied with whatever you're going towards and the outcome is going to be a lot more positive. Yeah, I think you touched on it twice now with goal setting, Kat. I, I mean, we've all talked about it, but you know, your earlier statement was really about setting some objectives that you need to accomplish. That's goal setting. Anytime you're you're taking time to plan the things you need to accomplish, that's goal setting. And I I think that ties into what what maybe some uh, military members who've separated. I think not having adequate goals established kind of plays into the them falling into that depressed state. So and and certainly if you've got goals, then you've got a desire to get up out of bed 
and to, to establish a routine to move toward the, the accomplishment of those goals. So I, I think that's that's probably an important aspect of changing how you kind of trained yourself into falling into a, a state of, of depression. There are several different things here, too, that we we're talking about. We talked about structure and time management. We're also talking about skills that really aren't taught at a very, very early age, and that's kind of that workflow management. So making sure that you have not only the routine, but you know where you're going to go to. You don't leave just kind of that productivity or the things that you're doing to chance. You're Again, you're going back and you're controlling the priorities. A, B, C, these are the things I need to work on that's most important. Especially for people that are coming out of the, or have fallen into a, a hard time or emotional state or having a, t- a hard time adjusting to the new life that they're in or creating a new routine, creating small goals that are reachable and not really focusing on the end state is so important. Focus on the now, the present, what you're doing, the small goals that you want to want to attain as in, you know, getting up at the same time or doing things that are beneficial for your family or productive. I think that's extremely important because a lot of times we're, we're taught, especially in the military, is the outcome needs to be this. This is the outcome. We have to be here. We have to be here. I need to be this ranked by this time in my career. You know, you always look at what's so far ahead, but it is, it's an attainable goal and you know it's going to happen. But now that you are back, you know, just on your own, creating your own routine, create small goals that are achievable in that day. And I feel like people will be able to expand on that and actually reach bigger goals without getting becoming so hard on themselves for not maintaining a small routine or, you know, they hadn't done that. So they couldn't do the next thing. And, you know, then you go right back into that spiral. Now, you know, Kat, one small change in your routine can have a huge impact on your life. Uh, the story I, I told earlier about the or the article that I had read where the woman just added an extra hour to her day and she really didn't do it. She just shifted the hour from the evening where she's sitting watching television, which is completely, uh, you know, there's nothing accomplished when the television is on at, at, at home or at work. But she just shifted that hour back to early morning when she was by herself and she could have some personal time to accomplish what she wanted. Uh, I, I think my main bit of advice to anyone who's struggling with that is to just Make a change and dedicate one week to it. Say, I'm going to I'm gonna spend one week getting up one hour earlier. If you wake up at 7, get up at 6. If you wake up at 6, get up at 5. Uh, you, you know, and I, I think that after a week, you know, you'll see that, first of all, your entire day kind of shifts, that you'll get more accomplished in the morning. The things that you never had time for, you found that extra hour that you can squeeze it into. Uh, and I think that once you've spent a week doing that, and you'll see how much better you feel at the end of the week. You'll see how much more you've gotten accomplished. You won't want to change back to the way it was. So we talked about creating some goals, creating personal time in your schedule. First off, create a schedule and have one place or tool that you're going to keep that. Be sure that you schedule some me time. Learn something new each day through education or set some time throughout the week in order to do that. Allow flexibility within your schedule, realizing that you're not always going to have control and priorities are going to shift. And don't schedule every moment. Don't feel like you have to to have control of every moment of the day, but yet make sure that you feel like you are in control. I'd just like you to clip in a quote of of an old, old buddy of mine who's an ultra marathoner. And this guy runs every day. His name is Tim Hardy. He's a good friend of mine I worked with in the Pentagon. But this guy has ran every day for, I think, the last four or five years. He's never missed a day, whether he's sick, whether he's got, you know, something going on in his life. He's big travel schedule. He used to work for a, a Fitness Anywhere. Um, but but Tim 
set aside time every day to run. Morning, evening, when we worked in the Pentagon, he ran to work, he ran home, figured out a way to do it every single day. Uh, but the quote is, we choose our priorities in life and we back them up with our actions one way or the other. So when we talked a little bit about goal setting, we talk about establishing a schedule or establishing priorities. You're going to back those priorities up one way or the other. You're either going to stick to them, you're going to follow them, or you're going to let something else get in the way. If they're truly priorities, you're going to follow them. For Tim Hardy, it's running every day. That's a priority in his life. So he gets up and he runs every morning. Uh, for me, it's it's my personal time that I can have reading and and, and then work out. But I, those priorities have to be you know from the heart. It's not just something you want to do. Something that you feel is very important, so that no matter what happens, you're going to knock those priorities out every day. Please be sure to follow us at iTunes. Leave a rating and your comments. And if you don't have an Apple product, no worries. You can follow us at SoundCloud, download the app. And if you're on Twitter, be sure to follow us there at Mentors, the number four, M-I-L.